I was trying to put together my workout schedule for the month, as one does. Oh, come on. It's so boring. <laughs> I'm bored already by this conversation, but keep going. Howdy, it's Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023, and this is episode 192 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? I cannot believe that no one told us we were idiots for our rock music discussion last episode. I actually had something I want to say about that. We, over the holidays, did more driving in my wife's car, and I listened to more rock music, and it's not quite as bad as I put it out to be. It's like at least 10% of the songs, not 2% that I haven't heard before. So there is new rock music being played. Good. Good to know. I think there's also, there are a lot of like actual rock bands making rock music. It's just that it's not popular, but we don't need to have a whole other thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not go through that again. We should talk about old, old history 1892? Instead. Yeah. So in 1892, the Atlantic City Beach Patrol was fully incorporated and joined the city payroll on July 12th, 1892. June 12th, sir. June 12th, 1892. I'm sorry. <laughs> that would have absolutely been called out by someone, I'm sure. <laughs> we yes. didn't correct that. So this is according to the Atlantic City Free Public Library. Every episode. Every episode. Before this, it was all volunteer. They were the first paid professional lifeguards in the country. And those of you who have been around a while may remember that the Beach Patrol was a point of contention for Governor Chris Christie in 2016 because the city was paying out over $1 million a year in pensions to retired lifeguards. Yep. It's a good good gig if you can get it. It was classic Atlantic City and New Jersey politics because all these state people like Steve Sweeney, Senate president at the time, were like, this is absurd. That they're paying this out. The city is in debt and they're paying out these <laughs> pensions. And then Mayor Don Guardian was like, you know that this was actually enacted by the state and only the state can revoke it. Right. <laughs> so the state had to go in and legislate. And I don't, I think it was a stalemate. I don't know what happened with it, but wow, oh, such good research. Let me tell you that our life is better that we talk less about the city finances than we used to. So we used to talk we're going to keep it that way. So much about it. <laughs> so what happened in 1992? That is not related to city finances. Not a whole lot of note. What did we talk about in previous episodes? So actually, in episode 92, we talked about Atlantic City casino gambling going 24 hours, but I'm pretty sure that actually happened in 1991. Good. At least we know for the last 100 episodes, our uh, research hasn't gotten any worse, though it may not have gotten better. Yes. Uh, conflicting reports. The New York Times said 1991, and I will trust the paper of record, even though it's always fake news. But in 1992, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons performed back-to-back -back nights, August 21st and 22nd, at Bally's Grand. And if you can believe it, this was released on DVD in 2007. So you can see that concert film at a three for your collection. Make sure you buy it. Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. It's like 14 bucks on at concertsondvd.com. Surely legit. Surely not just taking your credit card information and going and buying all sorts of stuff. No, I think it's legit. You'll get uh, DVDs, but I've definitely bought DVDs in the past where it's like literally you get them and you're like, oh, some guy used his DVR burner or whatever <laughs> and made this and sent it to me. Yeah. It's like Maxell CDRW. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the one thing I noticed, I looked this up. I found it on IMDb as well. And IMDb lists the venue as Bally's Casino in Atlantic Ooh. City. They don't even know the Bally's Grand. They don't know the Golden Nugget slash yes. ACH slash whatever, Hilton. It was indeed the Bally's Grand briefly, and 1992 was part of that briefly. So keep that in mind. We had, a, we had no concerts to talk about in episode 191. And that was really what people were upset about. That's why we had to talk about rock music for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And now we're right back on to Frankie Valley, which, you know, is not rock music for sure. But uh, Frankie Valley performs in Atlantic City like pretty regularly, at least once or twice a year. Still still doing it, man. Like 90 years old. He's old. What's your favorite Frankie Valley song? I couldn't tell you any song by Frankie Valley. Oh, come on. Can't take my eyes off you. That was my wedding song. Boom, Frankie Valley. Anyways. So you're going to see Frankie Valley. Oh, I would love to go see Frankie Valley. Yeah. I think he's, you know, past it. Not shockingly, he is 88 years old. <laughs> but it's probably still a good show. Yeah. 
I got an email not that long ago to go see Chubby Checker at Golden Nugget, and I'm like, oh, Chubby, Chubby Checker? Checker? Oh my That'd gosh, he's still alive. <laughs> but yes, is the answer. I'm not seeing any Atlantic City on the schedule. Newark, New Jersey, April 28th. Uh, Red Bank, it. New Jersey, June 1st. For Wait a second. the podcast. April 29th. I said I wanted to go to some non-EC casino areas. The Vision Nightclub at Wind Creek Event Center in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, yes. Stay at the Sands. Done. Yeah, it's do done. It. It's not the Sands. It's the Wind Creek Casino now. Oh, is it? Get it right or pay the price. <laughs> Another thing people would be correcting if I wasn't so on top of my game tonight, except for knowing about the Beach Patrol, whether or not current lifeguards are still enrolled in the pension. <laughs> Don't know. And knowing about Salute Your Shorts. Salute Your Shorts was amazing. Sponge, Donkey Lips, Budnick. Oh my God. So good. Get it right or pay the price. Get it right or pay the price. I watch that show a lot. Yeah, I used to watch it quite a bit too. So you found a thing. I, I did find a thing. Randomly came across uh, something that's described. Here, let me read. This is a movie. Let me read the quick version of it. On a winter night in Atlantic City, the manager of a defunct casino, and you have to know where they filmed it, because there's only one defunct casino that just lets anyone come in and film movies. I mean, they did film stuff at the Atlantic Club. Oh, they did, actually. Wasn't there a zombie movie at the Atlantic Club? Or was that a... That was at the Atlantic Club. Yeah. yeah, good. So, all right, there's two defunct casinos, I guess. But this is at the showboat. So the manager of a defunct casino must reckon with his parental failures when his unruly son needs help out of an illicit bind. And so it's like a 15-minute short. It's got some really spectacular pictures of the showboat in it. I'll, I'll say that about it. The movie's totally fine, I think. If you like movies, like independent movies, I think you might think it's worthwhile to watch. If you love the showboat, it's definitely worthwhile to watch. So I have to watch it. Yeah, it was totally fine. It was not offensive at all. Was the Earl of Sandwich in it? I think Jersey Mike's actually has a, a brief appearance in it, but Jersey no, no Earl of Sandwich. I think it's Jersey Mike's. Yeah, Jersey Mike's is everywhere, though. That's, there is a sub in it. That's not all that exciting. Yeah. Although, I mean, Jersey Mike's does have the Danny DeVito ads now, so. Indeed. Jersey Mike's is pretty good. There's one in Hoboken. I never go. Yeah, I, I think Potbelly's a little better for my sandwich dollars, but Jersey Mike's is pretty good. I like Potbelly. I don't yeah. never, never go there either. The one by my work closed. This is the conversation that everybody wants. We have one of those every episode, so why can't it be about sandwiches this time? So anyway, you can follow the link and watch Safe, which, like I said, is about 15 minutes and has many, many shots of Atlantic City and specifically a showboat. Which is more than we can say for the movie Beaches, which we talked about for 20 minutes once several episodes ago. We have questions. It is yeah. a mailbag episode. Are you excited? I'm ready. I haven't, like I was telling you, I was really busy at work today so i did not really have time to look over these but it'll be good we got 19 or 20 questions that's a lot of questions it's a lot pat g was the superstar just pure volume as submitted, always submitted eight of them i'm breaking them up into categories i didn't want to just go down like here's eight pat g questions here's three lou d questions here's no no we have categories like jeopardy the categories are gaming <laughs> travel and trip planning Business stuff. Potent potables. About us and the podcasts. S words. No, it's kidding. Yeah, exactly. Let's get weird. Gotta end with let's get weird. With let's get weird in quotes. Yeah. Just like it would be on Jeopardy. <laughs> Actually, that would mean that they were quotes and every answer would contain let's get weird. Damn it. We're <laughs> off track. How do you want to do this? Are we just running through all right, alternating yeah, we'll just, questions? We'll just go through them. I'll, I'll, you want me to ask you the first one? Do it. So in the gaming questions category for 200, Petchy asks, do you know the house edge on the all tall, all small, all tall, and make them all bet in craps? That's the one sucker bet I can't seem to stop doing certain times when I roll, which, by the way, I, I fully support. Especially if you can do it for a dollar. Most places yeah. you can't really anymore that much, but it's, it's definitely great for a dollar. Uh, the Owls worked once in 2019 at the Borgata, and I probably paid it back 10 times at least since then. If the Osage is really bad, I'll have some more incentive to reduce it even more. So I went to the Wizard of Odds, mm -hmm. and this is what it came back with. If the small and tall pay out 30 to 1, which is standard now, the house edge is 18.3% on each of those bets. The standard payout used to be 34 to 1. I don't know if you remember that. That was a 7.76% house edge, which is not bad at all for a side bet. But yeah, 30 to 1 is much worse. The all bet typically pays 150 to 1, and it has a house edge of over 20%. 
Yeah, so I, it's bad. I've seen that before when I feel like it was in the 170s. Yeah, I think it used to be over 170, right? I think it used to be either 172 or 175, but... Yeah, 150 to 1. I th- I'm pretty sure it's 30 and 150 now pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. There, there are a couple reasons why I'm not so against this bet. I hit it last time. I hit the all at Caesars. I didn't bet it, but I hit it. Right. I mean, it's not some weird bet like, oh, if you get four queens in blackjack or something. Uh-huh. It does hit sometimes. The payout is like significant, right? So that's nice. And with craps... When it gets close to any of the all tall small, there's such an excitement at the table, and the FOMO of not being a part of that is serious. Uh, I don't feel feel that emotion, oh. but sure. Yeah, so I commend anyone who does not feel that. I was just going to say that, uh. and can avoid making this bet because it is a very bad bet. But I don't begrudge anyone who jumps in on it. I'm usually too cheap at five dollars. I don't. I usually don't throw fifteen dollars on it. Maybe like if there's a if there's a longer session and we're doing pretty well, I will. You're just but giving away seven hundred and fifty dollars every roll, Craig. It's absolutely true. I have hit it. Uh, we hit it at Bellagio when we were splitting our play three ways, mm-hmm. and like we were super super excited about it. This was probably in like two thousand twelve or eleven. 13? Yeah, <laughs> it was a very long time ago. Yeah, and I was super excited about splitting our our money four ways. I think we each walked away. Not just from the bonus, but from this very long roll, obviously, that ended with the all small tall. I think we each cashed out for like 400 something dollars. That's not bad. Which is not bad. For but, if you split it four ways, I mean, it's not but, bad. But uh, yeah, the other people at the table were laughing about how excited we were getting because, uh, you know, they saw us playing as a team. Yeah. Uh, so certainly no begrudging that. Pat G had another gaming question. Pay tables on video poker can be seen easily, and then you can use some website like Wizard of Odds to calculate the percentages. You guys taught me that, and I get it now. My wife plays slots almost exclusively. My kind of people. Are slots that transparent? Any tools available to know how bad or good one slot machine is versus another? Uh, So my understanding of how it works is, generally speaking, and people can feel free to correct me if they think I'm wrong, but, but this is my understanding going back 10 years or whatever, is that... Lower denomination slots tend to be worse than higher denomination slots, and like the more I don't know branded a slot machine is, it'll tend to be worse than like a less branded slot machine. But I don't think that's guaranteed necessarily, and I don't think we're talking about huge differences necessarily. Like slots aren't going to be a great bet either way. So if it's eighty nine versus ninety one percent payback, is that really a huge deal? Like I don't know. Yeah. So the state not really sets a minimum payback percentage. Or like mm-hmm. a maximum hold percentage, I guess. That's mm-hmm. different from state to state. Maryland's is much higher than uh, than New Jersey's, for one thing. But to answer the question about the transparency, no, they're not nearly as transparent. They're not transparent at all. Generally, yes, the conventional wisdom is like a quarter slot that's just a three reel is going to pay back way, way better than like the penny slots that I play where you're playing 70 lines and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's guaranteed, though. And But no transparency at all. <laughs> He did add that his wife will play what she wants regardless, but he'd like to know for his own knowledge. Um, and you can know that, no, there's no no way to know. Yeah. I mean, with the exception that there are some slot machines that can be on individual spins plus EV, like, beyond those exceptions, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference either way. And she should play what she wants to play. That's my my two cents. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people who swear by certain things like, oh, the game where the pigs grow and and they get closer to, but like... Which you swear by. It says the size of the pigs has nothing to do with how likely a bonus is to happen. But they're just ready to burst. (laughs) You don't understand. (laughs) Or like the coin piles on the, uh, the Asian games. Indeed. Ready to burst. You're doing them a favor. I mean, it looks uncomfortable when they get that big. That is, they do, yeah. I mean, that's part of the genius of the desi- design. <laughs> yeah, I do think it is part of the design. It's like, I gotta, I gotta help this pig out. This pig is re- really having a tough time here. He looks really constipated. <laughs> do you want to field the Heidi questions? Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give them to you. So okay. JM says, I am clueless on Heidi questions. When you say Heidi, do you mean Heidi's Beer House? So... Heidi's Beer House, there are multiple versions. There's, there's a lot. Heidi's Beer House, there's Heidi and Hannah's Beer House. There's just Beer House, right? The yeah, old there's one? like Beer House and like Beer House 1000 or something that do have a Heidi symbol, but it's not Heidi. It's not the same. But yeah, we're mainly talking about 
Heidi's Beer House or Heidi and Hannah's Beer House. All right. Do you play in Prost mode? Always. Yes. Always is well for me. Yes. Uh, well, that actually it leads into the next question. Great. So uh, this this is specific to Prost mode, but what happens when Heidi pours a beer down a column and the symbols turn yellow? When that happens, I never win anything anyway, which is an excellent point. <laughs> and this, this for our listeners, does only happen in Prost mode. That is what the Prost mode is, is it gives you a chance to have this happen. But go ahead, Greg. Yeah, so the there are beer taps on top of every column. And if you're playing the bonus mode, Prost mode, Prost mode, whatever it is, mm-hmm. either Heidi or Hannah or both will pour full wilds. Like it makes – it pours a full beer. It fills the whole column with beer. That's the yellow stuff. Mm-hmm. And it makes them all wild. And so it's very exciting when you get like column one, column three, column four. But if you don't get anything to connect them, you'll get nothing. Yeah. Uh, so that does happen a lot. Like a lot of times you'll get it like columns one, four, five, six are all fully beard wild. And mm-hmm. then you still just win nothing. And that's very frustrating. I have to say, I don't think Heidi is as bad as your other favorite slot, Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman is especially bad at giving you just tons of wilds and you, you winning nothing. Like, Heidi feels more fair to me when it gives you wilds. Like, Wonder Woman is horrible. Is it one of the new ones, or is it the Wonder Woman wilds? I think it's the wilds. Yeah, it's so I, I prefer the gold. But yeah, the Wonder Woman wild is just ridiculous with how many times it, like, unveils an entire row of wilds, and then it's like, this is nothing. Like, what is this? But I still lo- love my Wonder Woman slots. It's just, yeah, every row is, is wilds except for the first two when you get nothing. Yeah. It's just amazing. And the last question about Heidi is, what do you need to do to make the two Oompa guys start singing? And he adds, I don't play often, but what I do, I lose all my money in like five minutes. That is Heidi. Uh, so to get the Oompa guys to start singing, p- playing the accordion, giving their accordions a squeeze, as they say, you need five Heidi's left to right. Uh, and it can be even a piece of a Heidi at the very top of the column. That counts as one. But, you know, if you have... Four in the first column and one in the second column, that counts. If you have one in each column, one through five, that counts. If you get, you know, four in the first column and nothing in the second column, and then it's just full of IDs, the rest of the screen, nothing. You get nothing. No bonus. No Oompa guy singing. So uh, there, you get a lot of that. Like, a lot of times you'll get, like, no IDs in the first column, and then you just get, like, a whole screen of IDs. So you win absolutely nothing because ID symbols aren't worth anything. Uh, so there's a lot of that in slots in general. Like there's a lot of programmed in and near misses to make you think like, oh, got to keep playing. And Heidi's full of that. I mean, all the slots are full of that. I still like Heidi. I enjoy it. Yeah, uh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wish I played it less, but, it, you know, it's fun when you win. Which you could say about any slot machine, I think. But I think it's especially Heidi is particularly fun when you, fun yep. when you get the bonus game, though. I feel like it's more fun than other slots with the bonus. The problem with that is I definitely find myself at Heidi more than any other slot. Maybe Wonder Woman a close second. Seeing a Heidi machine on the floor and thinking, ooh, I want to go get a bonus. And just like playing, like thinking, well, I'll get a bonus eventually. And I just really want to get a bonus. And then all of a sudden I've lost $100. But at that point you're due for a win and you have to just keep chasing your losses. That's scientifically proven. Indeed. That's why we named the podcast this way. It's true. So we're back to Pat G questions. Yeah, go ahead. Still in the gaming category. Even though I practice blackjack a lot, I'm still only 92% accurate. I'm guessing he's using some sort of app that tells him that. Mm-hmm. I still doubt myself a lot and don't feel comfortable playing without a strategy card. Is it poor etiquette for me to balance one on my knee while I play? It's not on the table. Be honest. All right. So I do have thoughts about this, and I would say I will... Would never put a strategy card on my knee, but simply because I am positive the casino will think you're doing something, like, shady at that point. Yeah. Like, just put it on the table. They don't care. No one cares. I mean, if someone cares at the table, they're just a jerk, and you shouldn't care about them. But you're allowed to play with a strategy card. Just put it on the table and play with it. Yep. The casino does not care. Uh, The dealer will not care. You can absolutely play with a strategy card. That is fine. People are going to give you shit when you hit 12 against the 3 or whatever, but it's what the strategy card says. And you can even, you know, be like, look, it says it right here. I need to do it. That actually is one nice thing about using a strategy card, because I've gotten in that argument before, and people will not believe you, but if you have the strategy card, they still won't believe you, but you'll have more confidence in your ability to uh, talk them down. I I think it's fine. Just put it on the table. Yep. So similar question, but with Pygao tiles. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask this to you since you're the Pygao tiles person. Sure. Come on. You've played tiles before. I have. 
Uh, he's not yet played in a casino, only practicing in an app, and the tiles have my head spinning. Kyle makes the game very compelling. I would die without a cheat sheet at least telling me the pairs. I think I would need it on the table due to aging vision. Thoughts on this? So, with tile specific, and I know you certainly started this way, I probably did too, honestly. Feel free, just hold your hand till the end when everyone else at the table has set their hand, and you can just show the dealer and they'll help you set it. Yep, like, I still do that all the time. Yeah. I think you, if you also want a cheat sheet that tells you the pairs, that would also be fine. I don't think anyone would care. I know some casinos have given them out in the past. I feel like Caesars used to have them, honestly. Horseshoe um, you, at, in Baltimore used to have a big poster printed right by the tile table that had uh, all the pairs list, <laughs> listed on it. So that was right. nice. I mean, most of the pairs at least are obviously a pair. It's just the, the four that you have to memorize. Yeah, but they muck everything up. It just makes everything because there's like... It is... This set of seven is a pair, but this yeah. set of seven is not a pair. It's yeah. It's confusing. It's yeah. too much, man. Just got to remember the nine, the eight, the seven, and the five. So technically, Gijud is also sort of a mixed pair, sort of. But Yeah. But, I mean, it's the top pair, so you'll remember that one. Either. You should remember that one. If you're at a really good table, which my experience at Borgata has typically been very good, the other players at the table will be very excited to, like, give you advice. Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes a little too excited to give you advice. Yeah, but. yeah. Most most of the time, they'll just say like that's houseway, like you should do it that way. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, you'll get a little bit of like, well, houseway is this, but I, you know, <laughs> I I think it's more fun to do it this well, way. Let me tell you my money making scheme. Always yeah. said it this way. <laughs> yeah, and and that to me is is fun. So I like that about mm-hmm. it. And uh, I am I am still like somewhat intimidated by it, but like having a good table and a good dealer it, it always helps. Yep. Having someone there who you know who knows the rules helps a ton. I don't know how realistic that is for Pat, but yeah, I, I think like something else too. If you're intimidated and you ever see an empty table, like really just go sit down and like just show every hand to the yep. dealer, and that is going to be totally fine with everyone. Good advice. So that's the gaming category. We also have the next category, travel and trip planning questions. All right. Still so, on Pat G. Yeah, Pat G. Status match and reward club match. In the future, can you guys recap this for relevant AC casinos and major reward programs? To be honest, I've never really paid attention or tried this, but I'd like to because we're traveling more and probably leaving money on the table. Not every backdoor deal possible. Just a recap of the major ones would be appreciated. So what do you have? You're going to know more about the like not casino stuff, like sure. matching from casinos too the only two big ones right now are are hyatt and mgm have a match and wyndham and caesars have a match you know the thing that kicked everyone off into having kind of diamond now that they probably don't have anymore is that for a while wyndham was matching any hotel status which a lot of people got through credit cards to their diamond equivalent which you could then match to caesars diamond I don't think Wyndham's doing anything like that anymore. Most people probably aren't going to have Wyndham status on their own unless you really stay at a lot of, you know, Super 8s or, or whatever, you know, some of the Wyndham brands are, which some people do. And then, yeah, Hyatt's the same. If you spend 30 nights a year in a Hyatt, you can get matched MGM Gold. So those are the two kind of outside casino ones. So if you want to talk about casinos a little bit. Yeah, so Atlantic City for a long time has been like the tier matching capital of the world. So... Pretty much you can go to any casino if you have a elite status from any other casino in Atlantic City, and most of them will match it. Certainly the bigger casinos, everyone matches Caesar status and MGM status. Rock royalty at Hard Rock, I guess, is like technically a level above Diamond in their, in their status. So there was some... Like, people not matching Hard Rock's Rock royalty to their program, because they were like, well, they're just giving this away too easy, I guess. And it's sort of a higher rank than, I don't think it's seven stars, but, you know, it's somewhere between diamond and seven stars. Yeah. You know, and like resorts, golden nugget, they'll all match MGM gold or diamond. Will they? I think traditionally resorts hasn't really matched anyone, but well, they changed. They, no, they, they'll match. It's like three months at a time now. Is but that yeah, what it's very short term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got to earn a bunch of tier I mean, credits and it's very hard to earn. You did get a Bally's credit. match for like 28 days or something. So... Yeah, I think my Bally's is a status is already done. It's already done. I haven't even gotten a mailer from them yet, so I don't know if it's just taking a while to go through. But mm. yeah, I don't I don't know what the latest is on credit card matching into status and that kind of stuff. Obviously, the Caesar's credit card will get you to like Caesar's Platinum. That doesn't get you anything though. I think with the MGM credit card, you might be able to get all the way to gold with Send. 
Yeah, but you I probably know, have to like um, manufacture some spend. Right. I know Justin in our Facebook group, uh, I forget his last initial, but he the, talks a lot about the MGM yep. cars and how it gives him kind of everything. So again, you, you probably have to put a bunch of spend on it if you want to do that. Yeah, traditionally people have, have gone, if you had an Amex Platinum or whatever, you would get some sort of Marriott and uh, Kilton Gold, which people would match to Wyndham, which then would get you Caesars Diamond. But like I said, I'm not aware of Wyndham doing any matches right now, but I'm also, I don't follow that as closely as I used to, so. Yeah, so there, if you're looking for some of this stuff, there is an episode of the Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast, which is Justin B's podcast, where he has friend of the podcast Justin W on, and they do, I think, talk about the MGM credit card a bit and about all the Caesars status matching mm-hmm. and, and lounges and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think traditionally, if you want, you can also listen to some of uh, Vegas Fanboy has talked about this quite a bit yeah. as well. He's not Vegas Fanboy anymore, but... Travel fanboy. Travel fanboy, yes. Yeah. No, he's not. He's Vegas something else now, isn't he? Cheapskate Vegas. I don't think he's also had a show in yeah, no. months or something. So. Uh, it is Cheapskate Vegas, right? Yes, I just looked at my, at my app. <laughs> so that's that's kind of the very quick and dirty version, but there's tons of resources out there to, that, that talk about this stuff and, and get way more into stuff that's like not as public. If you, if you want that information, like Facebook groups and stuff like that can get mm. into the weeds, so... Tom L, trip planning question. Would you guys ever do a group couple trips? He adds, while I mostly go with my buddies, I'll try to set up a trip for the wife and I maybe once a year. But once or twice, we've done a few couples to AC and even Vegas before kids. And those were good trips. They were good trips because there was before kids. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. Surely it's come up maybe in, in one episode or something. But we did a couples trip before kids as well we did to tropicana yeah the beautiful havana tower um i think twice i think you and me and our wives went and then one time it was like andy's wife and our wives i think that was it anyways this is actually something that just came up yeah we were talking about this it's a good idea yeah i think a friend of ours dave who we've talked about on the show like i think jokingly suggested that, that the next family trip should be all of us to atlantic city which is not a couple's trip we're talking like all the kids i know last time we did something uh when we went to like amish country in pennsylvania we were jokingly talking about it and my wife was like all in on going to ac or whatever instead i thought it would be more fun but i think that was not the consensus that the other wives would like that more so yeah so i mentioned it to my to my wife and she was like yeah that would be fun let's do it let's go stay at ocean or maybe hard rock i don't know i think ocean would be better with the kids yeah just because it's a nicer indoor pool it's much easier to avoid the casino honestly right and that's that's and a- like certainly when i took my kids when they were one and three or whatever to hard rock it was like insatiably like causing lust in the three-year-old at least <laughs> like seeing the slot machines yeah. and stuff oh my goodness yeah my son would be having a meltdown can you would right. love it I mean, just like me, we would both be like doing the like cartoon eyes popping out of our head with all the slot machines. Yeah, I mean, we have done couples trips. They are very fun. I can't imagine we'd be able to make a, a couples only trip work. No, I just that's that seems impossible. Getting everyone to land in law help. Yeah, all yeah. at the same time. But yeah, family trip. I would do that. Yeah, we could do it. I think Ocean sounds like a good idea. You should schedule it. Just like you should send out an email about Vegas, which you said you were going to do yeah. like two yeah. weeks ago and haven't done. No, I'm not proactive. What's the next question? We have more travel questions. So Panda from Denver on Twitter. What's the best steakhouse in AC? Also, does AC have comparable spas to Vegas that I convinced my wife that hates gambling to go for two nights? So starting with the steakhouse, what's your recommendation? Best steakhouse? Have we been to a steakhouse in AC? I think go to Doc's. Docs is good. Yeah, yeah. It's maybe more, slightly more seafoody than steak, but I think it is very good. I got a steak at Doc's. It was excellent. Y- your brother didn't love knife and fork, right? He was not terribly impressed. It, it is like a, the classic Atlantic City restaurant. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for that, Old Homestead, I think, is the thing that is consistently rated by like the, all the Facebook groups as the best. Mm-hmm. Vic and Anthony's gets good reviews, but there's yep. a bunch of those. So what, American Cut or whatever? Nero's? Nero's is gone. Yeah. There is Gordon Ramsay Steak at Harrah's. There's Guy's Chop House <laughs> at Bally's, which was good. I went and it was good. McCormick and Schmick at Harris. I would go to Docs. You're going to get amazing service. It's going to be more of like a true Atlantic City experience getting out of the casino. Mm-hmm. And the steak is very good. I did have a steak there and it was excellent. So good. Highly recommended. That's a good suggestion. So what about the spa stuff? What do you think? 
The only spa that my wife, who's much more into spas, has been to in AC was at the Borgata, and she absolutely loved it. I don't know if it's fully comparable to Vegas, but it's, like, not embarrassing, I guess. I've been to the Ocean Spa. I have not been to any spas in Vegas. I would guess that Ocean compares extremely favorably to just about any spa in Vegas. It is pristine and and amazing. I know Ocean has good reviews, too. So, yeah, I I think Borgata and Ocean, you can't really go wrong with either spa. So, yeah, make that pitch. Bring your wife. She'll, She'll love it. My wife doesn't like gambling. She has a great time in Atlantic City. All right. I think I have to ask the uh, next question. Friend of the podcast, Carl, on Twitter says, over-under a number of times Craig says he wants to go to the showboat water park and doesn't. Don't you want to set the over-under? I think I'm going to talk about it a lot and not go. Because I'm not going to go without my kids. Every episode, you're going to be like, "Ah, I need to take my family to the showboat and we can go to the water park once it's open. And like, you're just never going to do it. So it's the number, the over-under is huge. I don't know because I don't know what the pricing is going to be like. When we did that Lancaster weekend, we had looked a little bit about at, at indoor water parks in the Poconos. Mm. The nightly rates were insane. Yeah, but that's in the Poconos. That's like, you know, oh, all the assholes from New York go there. Yeah. I mean, there was an option. It is very Not close. like Atlantic City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there were options for like day passes and they were just absurd. It was like 80 bucks a kid or something. And it's like, we're not paying that for like the three-year-olds in, in the group. So right. that didn't happen. So I don't know, like if it is exorbitant, I, I'm... My enthusiasm for it is going to be dampened quite a bit very quickly. But yeah, I mean, if it's if it looks cool and it's like reasonably priced rooms, I guess, you know, we don't even necessarily have to stay there. So that's nice. But it's it's not going to be super high on my priority list. Like I want it to do really, really well, but I don't think I'm going to be talking about it as much as you think I am in terms of like wanting to bring the family. Yeah, we'll see. Although, I mean, maybe by the time it opens, my kids will be like 12 and, and 8. <laughs> which would be four years from now <laughs> mm-hmm. and and they'll be like perfect ages and i'll definitely be talking about it. they're still making progress but i will say i'll definitely be talking about it like more than i'm going like it'll be i'll, I'll definitely say like yeah i really should go but it won't be you know 50 times like the only thing i talk about like it's lucky snake <laughs> i mean you'll never talk about anything as much as lucky snake That's true. i just run up to random strangers on the street and, and talk about lucky snake so <laughs> Business questions, next category. Mm. We only have two, but we have to start again with Pat G. MVP. Any sense or thoughts on whether and how the playground could have survived under different management, considering the headwinds it faced? Its decline seemed gradual, and I always felt like it was watching a slow death until COVID. Any thoughts on its future? I don't necessarily agree with that layout of it. I mean, it was dead before COVID, I think. It was. I think if it wasn't dead before COVID, COVID would have killed it 100%. I don't think, for me at least, and I'm sure there's someone out there that, you know, whatever, there's seven and a half billion people. If, if we gave everyone an idea and we ran it through the simulation, like maybe someone would have come up with a good idea for it that, that would have succeeded. But the headwinds were really strong. I do agree with that. And I think it would have been really tough to come up with something that would have been a slam dunk success that would have definitely kept the playground kind of open in the state it was in even eight years ago or whatever when we started the podcast t street yeah (laughs) i I think that was if if that idea was done a bit better and i think there were two problems one it was done like absolutely horribly and two like it was already basically dead at that point and i think there's something about that sort of like bar nightclub scene that like if you have a nightclub or whatever or like bar situation that like seems dead that means it's going to stay dead forever in a way that like other businesses may not have that like cachet is important for for that sort of thing it it seems like to me and it was too late for that idea to have any chance even if it was done well and it was definitely not done well the decline also didn't seem that slow to me (laughs) it's pretty rapid Uh, I think it was like, it wasn't that rapid. I mean, even like from the first couple times we went, like already in 2012, 2013, like Trinity had closed, you know, there was most of the stores moved out like pretty quickly, maybe, but the restaurants, I felt like closed down slowly over five years or whatever. That's true. I mean, certainly the issues that everybody talks about, I mean, the outlets are are right on the other side of Caesars Mm -hmm. away from the boardwalk. There's there's not really a parking option. Right. Um, Which I, I... Wonder a little bit if that's overblown because it's connected to Caesars. You can park in Caesars. Certainly there's big shopping malls in Vegas that are connected to big casinos and, and they don't right. have that problem. 
but it, it's also sort of this like unwanted thing at Caesars, right? And and when it was no longer owned by Caesars and disconnected, like that's mm. a big loss of like marketing to what would be all of your foot traffic. And I think a big thing that would have made it more successful is if Caesars really had kept it and leaned into it and had actually, you know, made upgrades to the casino between 2010 and 2020. Right. Uh, in a way they did. They do own it again. Right. <laughs> but it's it's just low on the priority list. It's low so. on the priority list. They have other things that are a lot more urgent that they need to take care of. But we'll see if it comes back. I think it it's possible. Yeah. I mean, it, at some point, you would think that they would make a bunch of updates and then they would say, hey, we've got this thing. What are we doing with it? I mean, either some sort of integration where it's more closely integrated with Caesars or some sort of integration with the, the outlets probably would have served it well. But... It's hard. Atlantic City was hurting so much by the time the podcast started in 2015 that it would have been tough, I think, for it to have made it even all the way to COVID, like, relatively intact. And then I don't think it would have ever made it beyond COVID intact unless, you know, someone has some really outside the box idea that I'm not thinking of. Bring back the Fountain Show. Yeah, the Fountain Show is great. It doesn't bring in the money, but it was nice. So next question is from Justin W. Yeah. So I'll ask you, what's the next casino to change ownership? I think it's gotta be one of the caesar's properties yeah i would guess tropicana (laughs) the only thing that i i would think is a possibility is trop i don't think they would ever sell caesar's or harrah's they're actually investing in those in a way they're not really in tropicana so it's possible if there's a closure or a sale of a casino i think it would be trop you know ocean is owned by a hedge fund now oh that's true i wouldn't be shocked if they sold to someone else especially it's doing fairly well they could probably make a nice profit on it you know you'd think like hard rock will never be sold uh resorts is probably not going to be sold valleys they just bought it that's probably not going to happen i don't see tillman fortita necessarily getting rid of golden nugget so you know mgm's not going to get rid of borg so i think ocean maybe but yeah yeah i I didn't think about ocean i think that's a very good guess I, i my immediate reaction was you know the company that owns three casinos in in one market, but mm. I think Ocean's probably a better bet because they're you know they have no vested interest in like branding and marketing and all that stuff. It's just a money making thing mm. for them. So if they can get money for it, they would if sell. you can count like Showboat or whatever, you know, there's always the chance that Bart gets bored and wants to move on and do something else, or you know, Atlanta Club even. Who knows? Maybe someone will actually buy that and do something with it. Yeah, or, you know, Showboat gets to this, like, fully realized version of itself with a water park and a yeah. full family fun attraction, and then it's just this full thing that he can sell for a huge profit. Like, yeah. that's certainly in there. So that's it for the business. What about us? About us and the podcast. I have a question for you from Pat G. Why does Kyle enjoy craps by himself so much? I love the people watching aspect. Even when I'm rolling well, it's just too fast. Please explain. I mean, I think Pat G fundamentally misunderstands who I am as a human. So <laughs> yeah, for me, it's being at a, an empty or near empty table is, is my favorite. I don't like being at a crowded table at all. I basically won't go to a table if it's super crowded just because I don't like kind of wedging myself in. And it's just like way too much stimuli for me and my personality and how I am. You actively avoid social interaction. Right, exactly. And like, not only that, craps has like a lot of social interaction in a way that other games don't necessarily. So, but you like craps despite all that. I like the game of craps, but yeah, I definitely like tables that are more empty than full personally. But like I said, it's just a personality thing for me, I think. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people like Pat, she says, are, right, love it because it is the camaraderie and you know, you're together in this big group or whatever. Patchy has another question. I wear my do for a win shirts with pride at least once per trip generates lots of comments. I agree with that. The font size is just a tad big. That's intentional, Pat. <laughs> for episode 200, any chance of launching Do For A Win shirts 2.0? It's definitely possible, I think. I, yeah, I think, like you said, the, the font size being a tad big was intentional and a design choice. And it is a bit garish, and I'm not always the most comfortable wearing it. But <laughs> no, I don't like wearing it. <laughs> it, it was... <laughs> intentional so <laughs> yeah I, th- I think there was like a, sort of a style at the time of t-shirts with just like huge text yeah. on it and like now whatever it is two or three years later wearing it in public is like oh boy this is like a shirt with a giant slogan on it it's a little much uh so we certainly go more understated with with any shirts we print it's not out of the question that we do it i don't know if it will be for episode 200 but i would like to do it I wouldn't be surprised if we did it soon, too. I, I know I made a joke. I don't know if it was on an episode or just with Craig, but yeah. I mean, we had such a great time 
selling our first shirts over the last <laughs> like 150 episodes yeah. that we surely have to do it again. But also we have further confirmation that we need to do it. MCZ on Twitter said that their heart was broken because we were out of shirts in most sizes. So come on, there's no problem. You either need to eat more or eat less because we have both larges and four X's left. That's so. true. Hey, what if they're like, oh, I guess if they're a medium, you just eat up to a Just eat more. Yeah. No, there's no problem that one of those two solutions can't solve. I got larges when we first got them and they run a little like long, I guess. And like they're, they're a little bit big. Yeah. And so I lost some weight and wanted to shrink them. And let me tell you, they do not shrink. Like I boiled them in hot water and then put them in the dryer on super high. Didn't shrink even a little bit. So that's the quality of shirt you're getting from us for 14 bucks. I legitimately do do think that the quality was good. I would like if we do more shirts to get it from the same people because I was impressed with, with that aspect of it. Last category. Let's get weird. Yeah. So the first question. Well, we save these questions that are going to generate the most conversation and we've already been talking for like 50 minutes. So that's it's classic, classic do for a Yeah, but, but these are good. These are good. So Jeff from New York. You have to live in Atlantic City Hotel and Casino for a year with your family. You can't step foot off the property for 365 days. Everything is comped. The suite, restaurants, entertainment, and gambling. Which property do you pick? So he does mention that the gambling is play money. Sure. So you're not taking anything home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So it really is like, where do you like to gamble? Where do you want to eat? The big thing for me is with your family. Uh Uh-huh. And I think with my family, it's either got to be Ocean or Hard Rock. Unbelievable. I could not disagree more. Are you going Borg? I'm going Borg. Like, uh, what are you going to eat at Ocean for 365 days? Are you going to really go to the Serendipity 3 for 365 days? That sounds awful. I think Ocean's food choices are a little underrated. Because <laughs> I like Amato a lot. I couldn't eat there, you know, 100 times in a year. I mean, the Cafe Chino is great. Like, you've got a really good coffee shop with a lot of weird options that's 24 hours. Serendipity 3 would be tough. Like, you can't be doing that, like, even once a week. But I think there's a lot of, like, decent stuff there with American Cut and Dolce Mare. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But but there is, like, good restaurants there that I never even think about. I can get so many ice cream sandwiches the size of my head. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Preferably already melted by the time you get them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A really nice pool, a really nice spa. That That is true. The one thing, though, that I thought was like, yeah, we'll go to, you know, we'll go over to, to Showboat. No, no, can't step no. foot off the property. Nope. Would it just be Showboat? Think of all the AC eatery you could eat. <laughs> no, no, it's here. The food, the food would kill that. But <laughs> I, I wanted to say Hard Rock because... Br- Brickers Burgers. Because I love Hard Rock so much. But, like, again, Hard Rock's food game is really weak. Their pool is terrible. The pool is terrible. Yeah. So I, I think I think I would go Ocean, but I, I can definitely see why you would go Borgata. Ocean is a better pick that I initially gave it credit for, I think. And like I said, the fact that the casino is sort of separate from the rest of the property in a way that it's not at Borg, I think is a plus with the family. I'm still not sold on eating the food there for 365 days. Here's my thing. With apologies to the M4 lovers out there, mm-hmm. I think Borgata's food game is massively overrated right now. Uh, I just, I, I, I think just the mere fact that they have like a fully fledged marketplace fast food option is a thing that if you're going to stay there for a long time, it's, it's very nice to have and that Ocean really doesn't have an equivalent. I mean, they have like two or three restaurants in their food court. But. They have the district bars and restaurants. They have Villain and Saint. They have Wahlburgers. They got a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I, mean, I just think like the sit down restaurants at Borgata are like not as good as they used to be. I mean, it does have Izakiah. Could you do a Dark Horse or something like Resorts? I couldn't say at Resorts for 365 days without leaving the property. It's too depressing. Would be, a lot, like, would be a lot of Resorts. There'd be so much food court in that food court that I don't even like. I like the options there, but I don't like sitting there and eating. I mean, it does have Duncan. Uh, you can eat in your room. It's true. I could just get my Duncan and go back to the room. Uh, like, think of all the, the Dunkin' Donuts you'd have over those days. You're making a hard sell. I mean, in that case, like Bally's is also an under the radar pick. They've got, uh, you know, the Mexican restaurant in the food court is supposed to be pretty decent, frankly. Here's one thing, though. If the gambling's all play money, I don't really care about having good video poker pay tables. So I can just play like, you know, Hard Rock or Notion's crappy video poker pay tables and and it's fine. Just just go to Caesars and play uh, nine, six, one, two pair. (laughs) What is it? It's ten, seven. Ten, seven. Ten, seven. Yeah. So we have a very similar question from Lou D. A That's a great question, by the way, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, I loved all these questions. 
Ludi, a classic would you rather for you both. On your next AC trip, would you rather stay, play, and drink anywhere you want, but you have to eat every meal at Chickies and Pete's, or you have no Chickies mandates, but you must spend the entire time inside Tropicana, and you have to stay in a Chelsea Annex room? For me, it's a no-brainer, because I don't care about food that much, right? Yeah, I also agree that it's a no-brainer. That's just... Yeah, I'll eat every meal chicken beets. It's chicken and pizza is totally fine. I mean, we like to make fun of them, but it's it's fine. And like, I'm fine eating meals at a place yeah. that's fine. So I actually like chickies and beets. I don't yeah, like you. You actively like it. So yeah, I actively like it. I don't like eating all my meals at one place. So that's the thing that would right. bother me. I, that's but, also not something that bothers me at all. But I, I mean, chickies and beets actually has like a pretty big menu of different stuff. So I, I, you know, if I'm going, even if it was a three night trip, I would probably be fine. Yeah. I would probably also be fine, like, spending a whole trip in Tropicana once. But if it's, you know, if it's the 365 days can't leave, like, I would, that's, no, I wouldn't want that. Which, you know, Tropicana has pretty good dining game. Although less, eh, it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. At Gilchrist, though, I mean, you could have literally pancakes 365 days in a row. That's true. But I, but you know, the Chelsea Annex room, though, like, yeah, no, no. I'm I'm eating at Chickies every time. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to do that either way. I'm going to do that even even without this mandate. It's a good question. I think you could tweak it a little bit to get something that's like a bit closer to (laughs) 50-50. Yeah. This, I think, is my favorite. All right. Also, Lou D, I might be alone on this one, but I miss the Boardwalk Empire talk and would like to get it started back up, if only for a minute. Given that seemingly half of all movies and shows are sequels or remakes, I have a question. If a shot-for-shot remake of Boardwalk Empire was made with a cast starring casino podcasters, which roles would you play? Craig, answer for Kyle. Kyle for Craig. Uh, so, I don't know if you've had a chance to think about this at all. I had to, like, jog my memory on all the characters. But who am I in Boardwalk Empire? You're not really... Anyone? I mean, I think in, in most dramas or whatever, like, the characters are a bit larger than life in a way that you're just not. I don't mean to be mean to you, but, like, I think you're just, like, a pretty nice guy in, in a way that none of the characters are in Boardwalk Empire. Uh, maybe the uh, the FBI agent that, you know, just <laughs> abs- absolutely knocks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, that. if you, like, just, like, snap at some point and, and go a bit off the deep end, like, maybe you're the closest to him. But I, I don't think anyone's a really great match for you. I think that's a decent enough answer. Like, if you have yeah. to pick somebody, I think that's good. I was a little worried you were going to say Van Alden. Oh, really? No, come on. You're not like Van Alden <laughs> at all. Like, I have no, like, Van Alden is someone that, like, you know, just snaps all the time or whatever. That's true. I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't do that at all, but uh, more in sort of, like, the, uh, his early incarnation before you really, like, the first episode. Of being very by the book, I think. Yeah. No, like, not. I think Knox is, is better. I, yeah, I like that one. I think that's a good pick. Uh-huh. For you, I'm going AR, Arnold Rothstein. Oh, AR. <laughs> is it because of my digestive issues? No, no, although that would have also been a funny answer <laughs> that for me. Good for you, yeah. The, the only reason I'm going for this is because I think you think about things in a very, like, calculated mm. way, in a way that he does. Like, there were a lot of times, I mean, not late in the show, but there were a lot of times during the series where, like, shit is blowing up all around him and he just is like, hey, here's the math on this. Like, this is the odds. And this mm-hmm. is what you're, like, why you do it this way. Although then, yeah, towards the end, he just, like, lost all of that and was, like, you know, making terrible decision after terrible decision. And it didn't make much sense. He was on tilt. I'll, t- I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. I could see myself maybe a little bit as, like, a Margaret character, too, uh, in some way. Margaret's someone who I think, like, also makes fairly good decisions most of the time and is, like, basically the most reasonable character in the show, I think, in a lot of ways. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, perhaps it's not as obvious given the gender difference or whatever makes it hard to, like, associate that or whatever, but... Right. What about other podcasters? Lou D did not ask this, but first question, is Chuck Monster the Commodore? Um, used to sort of be the main guy. It isn't doing it anymore. Uh huh. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much. I mean, I was gonna say with how he looks, he's maybe more like the Commodore's friend that had the awesome mutton chops oh, or yeah. whatever. Leander is it? Leander? Le- Le- yeah, Leander. Yeah. Somebody needs to be that guy. Oh, maybe he is Leander. I like it. Yeah. Who are Mark and Doctor Mike from You Can Bet on That? Oh boy. I have an answer for this because I thought about it before the show. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to give them uh, Meyer Lansky for Mark and Lucky Luciano for my, uh, Dr. Mike. <laughs> Not because of, you know, obviously they're like super crazy. I think just as a team, you know, I think it makes some sense. Like one of them is like the more reserved, 
going more by the the numbers, like sort of like a younger AR in Meyer Lansky. One of them is like more exuberant, you know, obviously in a murderous way, <laughs> but, uh, but we're not going, with you that. know, I mean, you don't know what Dr. Muck does. And then, uh, and then travel fanboy can be their, their Bugsy Siegel. Can be there, like you know, hyper little, uh, you know, stirring up shit sidekick. Uh, if anyone's gonna be, uh, I think, I think Mark maybe could be a little bit of Van Alden too. He seems like someone that likes things in a certain way or whatever, and like gets very impatient with things. And <laughs> sorry, Mark, but and then I guess are Tim and Michelle from Five Hundred? Are they the Nucky and Margaret? As you know, the the most established, like they are really running the podcast game with their eight hundred whatever episodes that they're on now. Yeah. It's a question that you can answer better than me, because I've not listened to 500 Hundy in a very long time. They're like the OGs. 858 yeah, yeah. is their most recent episode. That's insane. It's a lot. Sometimes I'm like, wow, we've done so many episodes. We haven't done anything. We can keep doing this for another like 16 years to get to 858, right? <laughs> Lou D follows this up, and I quote, for a non-dickish question. Your first two questions were fantastic. So Yeah, they were amazing. I was laughing so hard when this email first came in. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. In the mailbag. It's great. If you could go back in time and visit one defunct Atlantic City casino, which one would you choose and why? I would be surprised if the answer for both of us probably wasn't Golden Nugget. Nope. Oh, really? Yeah, win Golden Nugget is a very good answer. When it first opened, because that's that's a casino we both have a lot of memories in, but it was yeah. already like way past its prime when we were there. And to see that when it was like really nice and like, you know, the casino and AC, I think that would have been fantastic. I think I would cry, like just because of the nostalgia and like being able to see it. So that mm-hmm. is a very, very good answer. I mean, like, I think I, could... I would legitimately get like choked up if I uh-huh. went into like prime era. Like 1980 yeah. Golden Nugget. But I, I think for something that I just want to see for sheer weirdness, it's the Amiga era Trump Marine. No, no. Um, it's. <laughs> I mean, it looks basically the same as, as yeah. it does in the game right now. So It does. It does. If you watch the like intro thing to the game, uh-huh. I, I encourage you to search it. You're just like, oh my gosh, I'm in the lobby right it now. It looks like, those, like two, two weird escalators going down to the parking garage. Uh, Playboy Club. Huh? Just for sheer, like, it's so different than anything that was in Atlantic City. I know that Michael Traeger from Travel Zork is a big fan of the Playboy Club. I think it was very small, UK, right? And it was a small casino. It was like very narrow and split up on at least three floors, maybe even more. And it would just be so interesting because it's such like a different concept than anything that we have in AC now. Like the casinos right. mostly feel the same. So yeah, I, I think it would just be like amazing to see that, to see how different it was. Obviously, it's a bit different in AC2 as compared to something like Vegas, where, you know, you have a much longer history of casinos being there and like some like absolutely classic casinos that have been gone for 50 years or whatever in a way that they they haven't been here. Yeah, I mean, we only really have like eight or 10 things to choose from, right? Like Sands, Trump Taj, you know, I guess I guess you could argue like Trump. Uh, Plaza. I mean, you could certainly <laughs> go go back to playing Pi Gal and yeah. having the coldest course light in the world at the showboat. <laughs> right. You know, you could even go like Trop World era Tropicana. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I don't know why you would do that. But like, I mean, Vegas. The, the even the casinos that are still there have like evolved right. like, so I mean, much. Like themed era MGM Grand and stuff. Like, yeah. Or like going to Flamingo seventy years ago or whatever. Like, I don't know if it was open seventy years ago, but. It was open Close, in the I think 60s. It the 50s? Yeah, something, yeah, yeah, probably. So, I mean, it would be pretty cool. Yeah. Never mind, you know, the places that have been gone forever, like, you know, the Desert Inn or whatever. Would be cool. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a question. Uh, I think that would be a really good question for some of the Vegas podcasts. Vegas, I, I agree. I agree. Especially, you know. But I do think, you know, Golden Nugget would be amazing. But I think I'd still have to go Playboy Club. Huh. I think that's reasonable. Final question Chuck F on Twitter. What question do you wish people would stop asking about Atlantic City? You know, honestly, I wish people were talking about Atlantic City more. So I wish yep. there was, in general, more questions about it. For one, it's certainly good for our bottom line and our Patreon. But for for two, I, I mean, of course, the question that always comes to mind that, like, comes up the most is, like, uh, Atlantic City, isn't that place unsafe or whatever? It's never formed as a question, though. Right. right? <laughs> it's like, more of a comment. The thing that bothers me is people who, like, don't ever go and don't really know anything about it who are like oh it's it's so crappy like it sucks like why would you even go but i don't think that really answers the question because it's not that is not a question i weirdly maybe because it's i'm ashamed but (laughs) i don't love when people ask me like oh what's your game like what do you play 
Because to me, like, that's not the most interesting part of my Atlantic City trips. But in general, like, any Atlantic City question, like, I'm just happy to engage. That's why we yep. have a show, to come that's on right. every two weeks and talk about it. Starting the conversation about Atlantic City 192 times. Sometimes, though, people who I know don't really care that much about Atlantic City ask me questions, and I just feel, like, almost bad about answering it. Because I know, like, you don't want the level of detail that I want to go into right now. <laughs> So I'm just going to, like, give you kind of a shitty answer because, like, I know you don't want the full answer as much as I want to give it. Yeah. Sometimes people just ask me about Atlantic City because they think it's something I care about and want to talk to them about. And I just, like, I don't want to talk to you about this because you don't actually care. But that's just my personality, I think. Like, you're just trying to be polite and I don't have time for this. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I mean, I think for you, it's more like I don't want to talk right. to people. I don't want to talk general. to you about, about something that, especially about something you don't actually care about. Which I know you don't care about. It's not a specific question. It's more like if you're just asking me this because you know that like I have the right, podcast, have podcast and you, right. you like never go and have no interest in going and like don't actually care. Like that's not really that fun for me. But yeah, like people who are interested in going or like having been in a very long time, like I have endless time for that. And you can ask me the like dumbest question. Like, oh, I heard the boardwalk's still all washed away. Like that's fine. <laughs> and you're like, well, I'll, actually, I will set the record straight. It was like, never yeah. washed away. <laughs> I mean, it probably was, but in 1890 or something. Hey, we we saw each each iteration of the boardwalk lasted like six years, and yeah, then we had to build for, a new one. For all we know, the the fourth iteration hasn't washed away yet in 1892, but we don't actually know because who knows if people wrote about it or not. By that point, they were like, "This is rote to talk about the the boardwalk washing away. We can't keep doing it." All right. Well, thank you guys very much for your questions. It was way more than I would have ever hoped for, and they were awesome questions. So. Thanks for participating and thanks for sending them in. Uh, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content or buy our three large shirts and our one 4XL shirt at do for win.com. <laughs> uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig questions to do for win at gmail.com. Even though we don't have a mailbag episode coming up, Craig will probably actually ignore your questions. But I was going to say, well, we can answer your questions anyway in the next episode. We have a suggestion that's not a question. Okay. Which is from Scott S. Mm -hmm. And he says, we should go to Vegas during the F1 race. I've looked into it. MGM has been sending me a lot of emails about it and Caesars, I think. And it seems like tickets are starting at something like $3,000 for the weekend and yes. plus exorbitant room fees. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but... So, yeah, like, flights are super expensive, rooms are super expensive. He was suggesting a workaround of flying into Phoenix and renting a car and driving. That's cool, and I, I absolutely love that drive. It's obviously a drive I did a lot because I lived in Phoenix for two years. Yeah, I love that drive. Uh, especially don't go up, uh, whatever, 17 to 40. That's what suckers do, drive through the middle of the desert and cut the corner. <laughs> it's literally, you, don't, you it's the desert. You don't even need a road. Just drive. It's Pretty much. So, uh, and then also there's some way to use Hilton points to book, I think Tropicana also. So Ooh. You, even that weekend, I, I can't guarantee that, but that mm. is what he suggested. So my personal thought is I don't go to Vegas often enough, so I don't really get to experience like Vegas, Vegas. And this feels like a very like disrupted it's gonna version be, of Vegas. Yeah, not, yeah. A, not a true Vegas experience. Yeah. It's going to be like, yeah, super luxury Vegas. I, I think that track layout sucks, by the way. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm looking forward to it. I will enjoy watching it at home. I mean, it will be extremely cool to see the track, the cars going down the track. But if it's anything like this year, like Red Bull will just like destroy everyone because it's all straightaways. You might as well just have them race down a quarter mile. It's going to be fine. Come Let's on. Take them to the drag strip, Capital Raceway in whatever Maryland, put them next to each other, have a girl in a bikini waving a flag. Yeah. And go straight down a quarter mile. Come on. Baku has like a what, Same race. 4K straight. That's true. That's like one of the best races of the year. So I might not know what I'm talking about. Anyways. Yeah. I think it's going to be fine. That's the episode. Uh, we didn't pick a Harrow, the best character in the show. I mean, I'm I'm more like Harrow, I think. I mumble a lot and, you know, I'm pretty antisocial, but... Yeah, Hero is too good a character. Like, there's too much, and there's just, and you're just saying so much about someone if you claim that they're Hero. Like, good and bad. Like, oh, you've been through a lot. You've probably yeah. killed just lots of people. Right. You have like a weird obsession with your sister. 
<laughs> I don't. I, yeah, I don't think you can name anyone hero or a Giprosetti, Really, yeah. that would be that would be a terrible thing to be named. Yeah, I mean, some people are just bad characters. I don't know <laughs> who who ruins the entire podcast sphere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, thanks for the questions. Yeah, thank you guys very much, and we'll talk to you all in a few weeks. I get like a WhatsApp message from the team. Here's the playoff schedule. If we lose on Friday and end up in third place, we would potentially play Friday, January 13th. Okay. Sunday, January 15th. Tuesday, January 17th. Friday, January 20th. Sunday, January 22nd. You cannot schedule us for five games in 10 nights. That is absurd. That is a lot. And. You wouldn't be able to go because you're going to Atlantic City, right?